CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to ETF Edge, your go-to place for everything exchange-traded funds. I'm Frank Collin in for Mr. Bob Fasani today. And joining me today, two of the industry's finest, Todd Rosenbluth, Senior Director of ETF and Mutual Fund Research at CFRA, and Jay Jacobs, Head of Research and Strategy at Global X ETFs. So much to touch on today, gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Apple and Microsoft are leading the NASDAQ to record highs, and tech ETFs are following suit. It's kind of like the markets are just forgetting we're really in the middle of a choppy economic recovery, or investors are simply ignoring that fact. We know the hunt for yield is on with bond ETFs seeing huge inflows. Jay, we're going to start off with you. Any ideas on where investors should be putting their money with growth stocks at sky-high levels? Well, we don't see this coming to an end anytime soon. I mean, if you look at technology, it's one of the two sectors that saw revenue growth during Q2. It's technology and it's healthcare. Both make a ton of sense, though. These are companies that we can't survive without, whether it's video conferencing, whether it's chat functions, whether it's accessing data and being able to do remote work. Cloud computing technologies are at the very center of every part of our daily lives, and they're proving it. They they, they have defensive characteristics in this environment. As, as people realize, they can't be fired by consumers or enterprises, and they have growth characteristics as they're growing revenue 20% year over year. So these are very valuable companies that are just really uh, beginning to take off for what we think is a long-term structural trend. Jay, really quick, we just saw your themes for ETFs during the pandemic. Just explain genomics for us very quickly. Well, genomics has been at the forefront of COVID-19. It took two weeks to sequence the COVID-19 uh, virus versus about for SARS. So using this really powerful technology, they can figure out what the virus looks like, figure out who has it, and figure out potential treatments. So this is probably one of the most critical segments in all of healthcare right now. Todd, switching gears over to you. Your thoughts on this. Is tech still a safe place to park your cash? So we at CFRA continue to recommend an overweight towards the technology sector. It's important to be mindful how top-heavy the sector is. So Apple and Microsoft combined are about 45 46% of the assets in XLK, the technology sector spider that's tied to the S&P 500, is over 40% in VGT, which is Vanguard's information technology ETF. VGT has some small and mid-cap companies from within. So you have to really like Apple and Microsoft. As we at CFRA do, we have buy and strong buy recommendations on those companies. Or you need to make sure you're diversified in either the more thematic-oriented ETFs like Jay was talking about, or your equally weighted ETF like RYT, which is the Invesco equally weighted ETF, has the same amount of exposure to Apple and Microsoft as all the other companies within the S&P 500, which gives you much more diversification in a normal environment, that diversification would be a positive. In 2020, it's actually been a drag. So, Jay, we're going to switch over to you. Can you tell us how Global X puts together its model portfolios, and especially now during the pandemic, has that changed at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our model portfolios run by John Mayer are really looking to capture some of these very powerful disruptive trends that are happening uh, all around us. So we have two different models in the thematic space, one that looks at each sector of the economy and looks at themes are disrupting them. So if you think about financials being disrupted by fintech uh, or technology being disrupted by the internet of things and the fast uh, growth in that space, uh, or looking at the impact of biotech and how that's changing healthcare, 
we're really trying to align these teams with the sectors that are kind of the winners of the past, but might not be the winners of the future. And looking forward, gentlemen, and either one of you can jump in really quick. When we're talking about tech, uh, we have to kind of differentiate between what's work from home, cloud, tele, fill in the bank, blank, whatever, it's, you know, telemedicine, teleeducation, whatever it is. Are one of these sectors safer than the other one right now? Well, I think if I can, this is Todd to jump in. I think it's important to know that if you're looking at things from a sector standpoint, these companies often will cross over. So Amazon is a consumer discretionary stock. Uh, obviously, Apple and Microsoft we talked about is technology. You've got companies uh, like Facebook and, and, and Google that are part of communication services. So if you're looking at sector ETFs, you really want to make sure you know what's inside. Some of these thematic oriented ETFs will cross sectors. You'll have a mixture of comm services and technology or comm services and, and uh, consumer discretionary. So you really want to look under the hood. Got it. We're going to switch gears now to U.S.-China tensions. They really remain a missing piece in the global puzzle to recovery. We have Zoom halting product sales in China today. And of course, Microsoft racing to buy TikTok from Chinese tech giant ByteDance. Todd, we're going to go back over to you. How do you see China tensions impacting the markets and specifically ETFs in the near term? So we hear from many investors that they want to be careful how much exposure they have to China within their portfolio without fully being aware that roughly 40% of emerging market ETFs have exposure to China. So these are leading ETFs like iShares, IEMG, and EEM, and Vanguard's VWO. So you are heavily weighted towards China directly, whether you want to be or not, or you have to make a conscious decision to choose ETFs. Like there's a freedom-weighted ETF, FRDM, that's offered by Alpha Architect that happens to exclude China because of the freedom exposure uh, or, or how the China stands from a freedom weighting. So uh, it is a heavyweight. That said, China is actually performing quite well. So the, ET, the leading ETF or one of them, MCHI from iShares, uh, was up 12% year-to-date through the end of July. It was up 8% uh, in just July alone. It actually is leading the broader emerging market. So it's been good to the portfolio whether people want to have it or not. So emerging markets are definitely something a lot of ETF investors are looking at. Jay, your thoughts? Any way that Global X is kind of getting around all this U.S.-China tension where investors can find ETFs that mitigate the potential downside? Well, at Global X, we probably have one of the biggest China suites there. We have 11 different China sector funds, each targeting one of the major uh, sectors in, in China. And we think it's it's not a question of do you want China or do you not want China. It's a question of what part of China do you want? Do you want the old economy that includes energy and financials and industrials, where it was really about industrializing China very quickly? Or do you want the new economy that is really led by technology firms and communications firms? Because we see a massive shift from an export-led economy to a consumption-led economy. But I think, you know, taking a step back, there's a misconception here that U.S.-China trade relations is something drummed up by Donald Trump and, and President Xi Jinping. This is a structural change. This is something that's going to happen well beyond Donald Trump's presidency. Um, as we as we look, you know, a decade ahead, we're just going to continue to see uh, two economic powers uh, competing in a world that has only so much growth around it. And so these technology names, I think, are going to be butting up, uh, butting heads just more and more going forward. So with so much uncertainty about U.S.-China tensions, would now be the time to invest more in the U.S. or more into those emerging markets? 
Well, we see a lot of opportunity in the emerging markets in the United States. Yeah, frankly, what we're seeing is a bifurcation of the entire technological world, where you're going to have you know Western technology and 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 you know Eastern technology with China and Southeast Asia quickly rising. So we think investors need a foot in both sides of that equation. I mean, so, some Chinese technology names are some of the fastest-growing companies out there, and are you know creating very disruptive platforms very quickly. And I think it would be uh, it would be a mistake for investors to not be playing both sides of that trade. Todd, any other quick thoughts? I see investors need to stay diversified. So the U.S. has been uh, a, a safe haven uh, for investors. That's where the focus has been. But emerging markets, and specifically China, has outperformed. Oh, at least China has outperformed the U.S. equity markets this year. So you want to make sure you're broadly diversified across the globe, not just targeting one area or one sector of the market. All right. Well, lastly, you mentioned the hunt for yield. It's always a hunt for yield out here on Wall Street. Investors' hunger for income put dividend ETFs front and center right now. So back over to you, Todd. You're really flagging an important distinction when it comes to choosing the right dividend ETF. Can you just kind of break down what people should be looking for? Sure. There's, so we at CFRA view things from a dividend growth perspective and a dividend yield perspective. So ETFs tend to be focused on how uh, the company pays a dividend and how that yield uh, is part of the portfolio. So dividend growth ETFs are more forward-looking. These are companies with either earnings power to have historically paid a dividend or the earnings power to continue to grow and raise that dividend as opposed to the more defensive-laden dividend yield ETFs. Uh, so ETFs uh, such as NOBL, which is a ProShares ETF, or SDY, which is a Spider ETF, those look backward at the last 20 or 25 years of companies raising dividends. An ETF like DGRW uh, is a Wisdom Tree ETF, is actually more of a projection. That DGRW ETF has more tech uh, exposure than those two other ones. As we touched on, tech is growing, but also the dividend base. Is growing, and what's exciting is that we finally saw investors return to dividend ETFs. They've been out of favor for the first half of 2020. In July, there were net inflows to these ETFs, probably because companies stopped cutting the dividend the way that they had been uh, since the pandemic first emerged. Well, Todd, we were actually speaking earlier, and you said to me, "History is just that; it's history." If that ETF, the one you mentioned, the NOBL, looks back with so much uncertainty, can investors feel a lot of confidence that they're putting their money into an ETF? that will continue to see those dividends? We at CFRA are big believers that you need to look inside the portfolio and look forward to what's inside. So just because the company has paid dividends for the last 20, 25 years, it doesn't mean it will continue to do so. Uh, and so there are, have been companies that were part of that dividend aristocrats ETF that were removed because they cut the dividend. But thankfully, the vast majority of the companies that have a long history have continued to do so. But certain sectors of the economy, specifically energy and consumer discretionary, has been hard hit in 2020. Those kind of companies have been cutting or suspending the dividend, and that's not a good sign for investors. Absolutely not. Uh, Jay, over to you. Global X, they have a few dividend ETFs of their own. Uh, you guys have a few, including a super dividend ETF. What's your take on all this hunt for you? Well, you have two things happening right now. As you have no yield out there, the Federal Reserve has uh, lowered the federal uh, funds rate to zero, and corporate spreads are trading very tightly. So just looking at bonds is giving investors very little yield. And then on top of that, you have the retiring baby boomer generation that is looking to transition their portfolios from more of a growth focus to an income focus. And when you combine those two things, it puts a huge emphasis on trying to find the yield in, in more narrowly sliced corners of the market. We think equities are a great place to find it, whether it's high dividend payers. 
We think there are certain strategies that can generate very significantly yield, like covered call strategies, which buy stocks and sell call options on top of it. And then lastly, the area that we're uh, very bullish on right now is preferred stocks, which have kind of a middle place between bonds and equities. They pay pretty high yields, and these are largely U.S.-based financial firms that are showing pretty strong strength in this environment right now. All right, excellent. Really quick before we go, just a, a few words from both of you on commodity ETFs, especially ones that focus on precious metals. Is that something that investors should start looking at? Well, they certainly have been focused there. Gold and gold and silver-related ETFs have been extremely popular. In July, certainly punching above their weight, GLD was the leading ETF. That's the Spider Gold ETF. Uh, this is the largest, most liquid ETF. We saw retail demand for ETFs uh, in gold. Also, GLDM is another spider product. Uh, some of the other cheap products as well, uh, BAR, um, is another one that saw inflows during the year. You also want to pay attention to the mining uh, plays of this. So I know Jay can touch on the silver miners, but GDX and GDXJ are the gold mining ETFs that are performing quite well. There hasn't been the same demand, but obviously, if the price of gold goes up, that's a good thing uh, for those that are producing it. Jay, any quick thoughts? I know that GlobalX has a silver ETF, right? Yeah, and I would agree with what Todd said. I mean, I, I think it's easy for investors to forget about precious metals because when you're in a great bull market, you know, sometimes you look at your portfolio and those gold and silver positions not be as high flying as U.S. equities, but they prove their worth in, in troubling times. And right now is certainly a, a turbulent time for the markets. Uh, we like the, the mining space. Uh, we do have a silver miners ETF. The, the mining space provides more leveraged exposure to the underlying commodity. So if gold or silver is up, the miners tend to be up more. That means you can carve out a smaller portion of your portfolio and put it into the mining space and still get similar uh, notional exposure to that uh, gold or silver trade. So we like that as a long-term position that people you know, might have to forget about for five years, but it'll play, it'll play a handy role when the time is right. Jeff. I would add that the, the mining space of the material sector tends to be pretty small. So if you believe in this theme, you want a more dedicated ETF. The, the materials ETFs like XLB, the State Street ETF, has 70% of its weighting in chemicals companies. So even though we tend to think of gold and silver as, as key materials, they're significantly underexposed within some of the broadly diversified sector ETFs. All right, we certainly covered a lot of ground, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And that does it for this week's ETF Edge. I'm Frank Holland. I want to thank Todd and Jay for joining us today. And of course, we're going to see you next Monday, same time, same place. Have a great week. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.